Hello and welcome to Artsman. This is a pre-recorded interview. I'm here today with Broden from Auntie Donna for a fabulous time to sit down and have a chat. Yes, you are. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I am very well, thank you. It's very cold in Melbourne at the moment, isn't it? Is, it? Oh, it's a bit better than it was oh, a few weeks ago. We're I'm coming here on a tram. I, 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 I live near where Auntie Donna's office is in Brunswick. You've got your own office now, isn't it? Yeah, 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 big time. And so I travel five minutes to work every day. I haven't been on a tram. Usually if I'm on a tram, it's usually leisurely and I don't mm. need to get anywhere in any particular speed. But I, uh, I had to hop out here quite quickly and come into the city to RMIT to sin. And um, it was the most frustrating half hour on a train of my life. I hated it. it was the wor- And it was so freezing and cold. But now we're here and I'm very happy. Good I'm glad that Sin FM has a aesthetic, even though it's a audio medium, an oral medium. It goes with red because it's the icon of red. And when I, was, when I hosted Sin... It used to be on Sin yourself. A long time ago. I didn't realize until halfway through my time here that Sin... It's not just a cool name for a radio station, but it's a, it's an anagram. Student Youth Network. Yes, but it's like it's. I thought it was just a cool thing with a different you know spelling, sin in a different spelling. But Student Youth Network, which yeah. is a bit more lame than just Sin FM, mm. when you really think about it, a Student Youth Network. You, you didn't come in thinking it was some like devils. Kind no, of thing, did you? I thought it was like cool young people that, just that, acting out. We might out. be learning a bit more about you if that's the reason. Why yeah, you big time. Place. No, I uh, it was a place that sixteen-year-olds could come on and do stupid stuff. And now you're twenty-eight and, and still, still doing, doing stupid stuff. stuff and getting asked to come on Sin FM. So I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. We so yeah. We, I was used to do a show on here when I was sixteen with uh, my friend Adrian, who was in Auntie Donna at the beginning, okay. and we used to come on and do uh, stupid little. Blondie, s- yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to come on and do stupid little sketches, and uh, it was uh, off. They were awful sketches, and no one listened to them. And actually, I think the only radio show that we were given that anyone would give us because we were such pains in the neck was. Um, like a fill-in spot because someone was out of town for six weeks. So over a summer break, we came in and did lunch times during the weekend, <laughs> and we uh, and we were quite bad at it. We played the same three songs over and over and over again from memory. Do you, do you remember what they were? Yeah, it was Thirsty Merc in the summertime, which was really big in two thousand and five. Classic. What was the other ones? I used to play Coldplay. Or some we had because back then, when you play music on Sin, now do you just plug in? And uh, uh, like, now we got like this system which generates stuff, but we usually. We usually try and get some Aussie tracks in. Some. What do you mean you tracks. generate? You. We got like this thing called Jazzler. It's like up here. We can't. This is great for uh, radio listeners, but we it's got up this in the computer up here. Yeah. So, so is that um, similar like a like an online like database of, of so, songs? So we have about a few thousand songs in there, and we we'll click it. Um, right. So when we're not on air, we'll randomly generate out of those. So there's always something new on. There was a time back in the day with Sin where if. Something happens. A, a a young person still learning how to do radio, or, mm-hmm. or 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 a program went down. That if there was enough dead air, then a backup program would kick in. Oh, okay. And the first song on it was um, totally addicted to bass. You know that song? Yeah. Uh, no. It was. Do, a, do you remember how it goes? He goes, "You bassless, <laughs> you get me feeling fine." So you just hear some nervous person going, "Oh, here on Sin FM, um, then here's uh, this," and then they'd press something, and then be silence for ten minutes, and then that song would kick in, and you'd hear that song so often because it's you know this is a lovely institution and a place for young people to learn how to do radio. Mm. When people are learning to do something that is uh you, a lot of people are going to make mistakes so that song was sort of the anthem of people making mistakes back Lovely. in the day well that so you have to pick from like a thousand songs it, yeah so we can either pick from it or we can bring our own stuff in oh that's nice yeah yeah so we well i adrian only had one burnt cd 
of music. So we just keep playing the same songs over and over and over again on that. But very fun times. How long have you been at Sin now? I have been at Sin since I signed up in December and I started in January. Cool. Um, so I started with Artsman. I also st- had my own show called The First Bite, which was all about burgers. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of burgers, so I've gone to all the burger places in Melbourne. Have you got a favourite? Um, probably The Resistance. Where's that? In Hawthorne. They make their own buns. A really chill place. The Resistance? Yeah, really good. It's pretty much under Swinburne. Um, oh, so yeah. students go there. Also, The Beast is pretty good. B.East. So oh, The Beast. Yeah, they actually... Really no, good. that's probably my favourite vegetarian burger. But I recently went to um, Betty's Diner, uh, which usually... When I was, yeah, when I was in Noosa, we went there for the first time, me and my partner... Is it a chain? Oh, well, only two stores now, I'm pretty sure. So they they made one in Melbourne, which was like delight. And I went there again on the weekend and finally tried their vegetarian. They had mushroom patty, has like yeah. filled with gouda and another type of cheese. Wow. So you bite down and just, oh. That's Betty's, is it? Yeah. And they I do highly recommend. Awesome concretes from memory. Yeah, they do concretes. I love my peanut butter milkshakes from there. I, um. <laughs> have we you, should be talking about onions. Have you tried pickle? <laughs> pickle. Pickle, which is on Nicholson Street. I I've heard, heard good things one. about pickle. You should hear out pickle. Yeah, uh, Nicholson Street. Yeah. You should take me there, Virgin. Yeah, we we'll go we'll go get a pickle <laughs> burger. I haven't had it myself, but I know oh, the okay. people who make the buns, and the buns are really great. So, hey, pickles a place you should go to. You want to talk about Auntie? We don't have to talk about Auntie. <laughs> yeah, we no. don't. We know. That's, we can, I spend, we can honestly, we, this could just be the Hamish and Broden show. I spend all day, every day, talking about Auntie Donna. So I'm yeah. more than happy to talk about other stuff. But I'm also happy to talk about Auntie Donna. I know you're a fan. I am a fan. Uh, How long have you been a fan? I've been a fan for a good few years now. I, I got I got started a few years back. I, I The first video I feel like everyone has been shown, even mm-hmm. if they don't know any Donna, is the Bikey War video. Yeah, that's our most viewed video. That's your most viewed. Um, ABC so made that. They did make the that. The Australian Broadcasting Corporation made good on Bikey them. Wars. They, they're a good folk. They're, they're very nice ABC. people. That's um, the first video you saw? Cool. But I didn't know you guys back when I first saw that. Oh. So when I really started getting in, it wasn't too long ago. It was 1999 series. Yeah, that was... Personal favourite. That's a, a web series that Screen Australia helped us make. It was the first time we'd ever spent a really long amount of time writing. So mm. when I think of that series, I think that's the first time that we had the time to do what we really wanted to do. So ever since then, it's us just trying to chase our own tail and give ourselves mm. enough time to write and film. What's the worst video we've ever made, do you reckon? Ooh, you know, there's a, there's a fair few. Uh, <laughs> um, Too many to choose from. You know, it's a bit hard because your work kind of progresses over the years. So there's, although you're always in that kind of almost surrealist comedy, mm. it constantly changes. Like, I'll go back and watch some of the old black and white videos, like The First Man Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how that's transitioned into now an episode of 1999. Yeah. Probably one of the episodes in 1999, uh, towards the end part of the season, wasn't as good. Which one? Um... You can't pick. It was just the general back end of that series. I, I feel like what, what was the one in the garage? There was one in garage. I swear. In 1999. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I don't even remember that Maybe one. Maybe one with cocaine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably well, that. The reason I bring it up, it's interesting because um, people people never seem to when someone asks them to look at their yeah worst stuff, they they feel a bit bad because they don't want to talk about. You know, when you're talking in an interview, you don't really yeah. talk about someone's well, worst no, it's, work. It's, um, well, I think particularly with, you know, my, what I've found is when I was... Uh, well, the, the reason I bring it up is because it, it's always a different answer. A lot of people have, this, have the favourite same, the same favourite sketches, but the ones that people hate are usually never, never the same. So, yeah. like, 
I always find it interesting what ones don't resonate because the cocaine one you just re- me- uh, mentioned, which we should say for anyone listening, yeah, is we, actually we don't endorse cocaine. It's just the name. It's the name of it, but it's not actually about that. You yeah. know, for a lot of it, uh, some people find that that to be their favourite and mm. stuff. So, in, in recent times, I've been I've been thinking a lot about how people like a band and then they don't like an album they do after that, yeah. and then because sometimes they don't like. If it's if they're trying something different, or they don't like that it's the same thing. So if you don't like what a band is doing now, mm. it's always measured against what you knew before them. I think what I find a lot, it's a good point. Um, people are very influenced by what the band does outside their own work. Like I'll, I find myself liking bands less when mm. they do something controversial or they have a like a oh, personal yeah. opinion that I don't doesn't go well. Yeah, so so you're saying outside influences apart from the song itself. Yeah, especially apart from the song because then that can kind of impact how you actually see their video yeah. or songs. Like after you go back and then you're like, oh, this isn't as good. Or, oh, yeah, that's fair like enough. This well, like you can, a comedian often, if a comedian does something bad, you can yeah. go, oh, well, that's very funny and, and I relate heavily to what they're saying, but because they did that thing, I don't know if I can like them anymore. I don't think you guys have been caught up in controversy yet, so... We try not to. No one really gives a shit yeah. what we do, so... But it's also... Season three of Rick and Morty now is is coming out week by week. Yeah. Best show that's been made in ten years, I reckon. Mm. I love it so much. Bojack Horseman's currently on my radar. That's also have up you there. seen it? Yeah, Bojack's fantastic. You, did you see the new season on the weekend? I haven't watched it all yet. My girlfriend has, but I haven't watched it all. But for that's me, cool, Rick and I, I got my girlfriend into it, so we're kind of on the flip side. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but Rick and Morty, what people say a lot is that. No, what people have I've heard people say recently is that episode is not as good as the last one, or this season is not as good as that one. Mm. Just be, it's as, in my opinion, it is as good as it has always been and will continue to be. Yeah. Because, but people start to have reference points or measuring sticks as to what is good and what is bad. I think with a lot of TV shows which have kind of developed their niche, especially Rick and Morty, it has its own niche. Mm. They don't consistently get better or worse; they stay the same. So I can't, like, all Rick and Morty, whether or not I like them as much to mm. each other, I feel like their consistency with how they've been made and the comedy, it's its always consistent. It might be different, and yeah. I might like one o- over the other, but yeah, on general kind of, like, production values. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's, it's the same creative people working on the same project and giving as much passion and energy into each thing. So it is, there is, they're just results... If you like an episode of Rick and Morty, what you really like is the people who are working yeah, on it definitely. and that idea that they had. Yeah, so it's that's an it's interesting. It's an interesting thought and and discussion. If I was going to say my favorite my favorite onion on a video would have to be the uh, the cricket one. Oh yeah, backyard <laughs> cricket. Yeah, that's good. I think that's the one I've always got. I've shown to the most people just that's- because. It's such, like, it just pushes the boundary so quickly and unexpectedly. So how would you describe it to listeners who haven't seen um, Backyard Cricket? It's a, uh, a dramatised um, <laughs> example of the world of cricket and yep. how drug addiction can really uh, influence <laughs> so our lives. It was a Backyard Cricket match set <laughs> um, with little kids playing, and uh, we had a character called Uncle Jim, who's an old 50-year-old an old 50-year-old pain in the ass who comes in and starts Bloody playing cricket Uncle Jim's always a pain in the ass and then eventually gets caught for blood doping and taking beta thymosin 569 or whatever else which we we researched Never and we tried to find out what Essendon took and that's what Lovely. they took so well. 
Um, so we. I'm sorry to all the SNN listeners who have but, just tuned out. Yeah, I, I th- people seem to really like that one. It's very funny because it's niche to cricket. It went mm. really well on a cricket subreddit. Okay. Um, which That's is funny. Yeah, but obviously it doesn't. Um, uh, a large portion of our audience is Americans, and when they watched it, they had no idea what the fuck was going on. Now, so, now something that I think is worth talking about mm. is. Now I'm thinking about it of what I don't like of your content. Yeah. And for I shouldn't some have reason, opened it up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> mm. But the difference between your live stuff and your online stuff, mm-hmm. I find your online stuff so much more interesting than your live stuff. Like, I've been to your live shows before. Especially the uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival one was the big one. Yeah. I enjoyed your online content a lot more than that. So going into the process of planning for online and also live, mm-hmm. what kind of differences are there between those for you? Well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting that you say that. It's not something we hear a lot of. Usually, uh, usually uh, what we try to do is not reference them against each other. They're just... Because I think a lot of people come in expecting to see the online content. Yep. That's what they expect. Like, people come in expecting to see Man Beast. Yeah, well, Uncle yeah. Jim. Yeah, so what we try to do is whatever whatever we're doing as a group creatively, we're just trying to do the best we can in that medium. So if we're writing for YouTube, we'll incorporate editing, we'll be more intimate because you can be more yeah, direct with to, to a camera and you can be real specific about your performance. With live thing, it's something we've been working on since we started working together. It's the first uh, medium in which we started doing comedy. So where we've grown from there has been quite organic and quite natural. So it, we don't try... We don't want to be a group that just does live shows because they've done YouTube in the past. We want to be a group that has built live a live work and has also and does YouTube as well, and they're separate things. So we don't want people to just come and and see a best of. We don't want to do Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah. We want to do a show that stands alone. If you've never seen us before and you come see us live, you hopefully you like it. And um, yeah, which is which is which we're we're really quite proud of. The show that we made this year got nominated for a. Uh, a Helpman Award, which is like the Australian Awards for the Tonys. Okay. Which was really, um, was a bit of indication for us because we had been making, yeah, it was a kind of thing of saying that the, the theatre work that you're creating is quite notable and we're really, really proud of that. Fantastic. So a lot of listeners probably don't know. I know a little bit, but how did you get, how did I need on a start? Or how did you get involved and yeah, want yeah. to be in this field of... Um, we, we're a group of actors or out-of-work actors. We, we all went to the same drama school in Ballarat with the University of Ballarat Arts Academy. So did which, you live in Ballarat at the time? Uh, yeah, I'm from Melbourne. I grew up in Heidelberg, which is in the northeast suburbs. You know where did you grow up in Heidelberg? Yeah. I'm around the corner. Oh, ah, cool. I'm Heidelberg West. Oh, uh, yeah, you're a Westie. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, near Northland. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so, but then yeah, moved to Ballarat to study. The university is called Federation University now, and we were on the we're at the arts campus, and we were Zach, myself, Sam, who's our director, and Tom, who makes all our music, and Mark. We're all actors there, and when we got out, we thought well, one of the things we all had had a similar interest in was that we wanted to do comedy, and we didn't know if that was a comedy group. We just said one of the things that really interests us is doing comedy. And in and theatre. So we, we were growing up in a city where there was one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world, in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and we thought maybe we should just do a show for it and see how it goes. So we, we all got in a room together. We booked out a couple of libraries where you used to be able to get a, a library room for $15 uh, and we uh, for a couple of hours, and then we uh, would just sit in the room and go, okay, what's funny? What are some ideas we can do? And very, and the first rehearsal we had, we didn't have many ideas. 
second rehearsal, still no ideas. I'm like, oh, no. And we'd already registered. We'd taken a promo photo. <laughs> and comedy festivals coming. And we're yeah, like, I think you bit off more, too more, too much than you could shoot. That's what we were th- thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then we showed up for the next rehearsal. Still nothing, and then maybe a little idea. Next rehearsal, an idea here or there. Next rehearsal, a few more ideas, and we got better and better. And then we got to a point where we're in March, just before the comedy festival, and we had this show that we'd rehearsed and built, and we had no idea whether it was funny or not. Mm. And uh, we showed up at the Portland Hotel in the city. So were you as Arnie Donner then, or were you under a different name? We we had no name then, but by the end of the registration date, we, there was a, I remember the day before the comedy festival, you know, everything had to go and you had to have a name for your show and the description and a, and a promo photo. Mm. And, uh, and we're all sitting around and there was no real good ideas coming and that's, that name. Yeah, so then um, a, a guy called Uncle Don uh, was the <laughs> library guy. <laughs> was the library guy and he, he, he kept coming in and so we thought fuck well let's just name the opposite thing the opposite thing to him and so that was the name and uh, so we yeah and then that was the name came up the end of the show did really well we ended, ended up getting nominated for the Golden Gibbo which is the best independent show at the festival and we thought we should just keep doing this and, so, uh, and the rest so is you history can thank, you can thank it all to the librarian yeah the first ever Uncle Don at Carlton Library yeah yeah Fantastic. sick oh this is this is going to start coming from like my love for Arnie Donner in different mm-hmm. areas, but where did Man Beast come from? Well, what was the idea behind that? Uh, and what is Man Beast? It's funny because I just that's, yeah, that's that's probably it's a character that I do, but it's a character that's um. Do people come up on the street and ask for it? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot. But, <laughs> well, uh, but I feel like one of those people now. Yeah, well, I think Zach actually came up with the idea. I have very little to do with the idea. The, the story goes that people in the office at Comedy Festival, because we'd sent in some videos to try and sell ourselves, mm. that the people in the Comedy Festival office had created little names for us as nicknames. Yeah. There was four of us at the time, so Adrian was called Blondie, Mark was called Beardy, Zach was called Big Eyes, and they called me uh, Gin- the Ginger. <laughs> And um, Zach said, we should do a funny video next year for trailers for our show where you want to be called Man Beast. You don't want to be called Ginger. You want to be called Man Beast. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And it was just an idea Zach had. And then we ended up next year trying to make that trailer. Mm. And as we started to shoot, I was like, oh, I'll try and act really tough and strong and I'll be Man Beast. And as we were shooting that video... <laughs> you as got the voice locked in. And as we were doing the, and as we were doing the, the trailer... And no one was laughing or anything. I was like, is this funny? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. And it was all improved out. And then people seemed to respond to that. And then for Man Beast Returns, the video we did for 99, where people started to like Man Beast a lot more, uh, Sam, who's our head writer, director, wrote an idea about tossing people and how tossing <laughs> people was funny, throwing people away. It's, and just, then, it's but, so ridiculous that it works. Yeah. It's the and best then, part. And then... Gradually, people started to... Th- we were like, oh, we can mesh these two ideas of Man Beast and that and see how it works. And that's where it came about. It was just a lot of time writing. I think what the thing with Arnie Donner is, is just I am the kind of person who loves loves ridiculous comedy mm. and surrealist stuff and the stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost stupid, but to the point of, like, not many pe- Not everyone will understand it. Yeah, definitely not intellectual comedy. It's yeah. definitely... We're definitely... We're trying to get to we're trying to get to somewhere else. We're trying to get mm. you from another angle. We're not trying to get you via the brain. Like we're trying to get you via the belly. Would like, but I feel like all my friends will. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So the new show. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a double uh, show at the Athenaeum Theatre in the city. So we're doing a show called New Show, which is not a new show. It's an old show <laughs> that we did in 2016. But we we did our first USA tour this year. We went to 11 cities around North America. Is that good? 
But yeah, it was really, really good. Apparently, um, have a big international pool. We do, yeah. We're um, we do it. We were lucky enough to be able to take the show to across Canada and the USA. Um, this year we we did, yeah, we did New York, Boston, Chicago, Vancouver, Toronto, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Austin, LA. And then we got to do Montreal at the Just for Last Festival a little bit later. And then we, we've built an audience in London and Scotland. and So, yeah, lo- lots of people everywhere. So we're doing that show, and then we're going to have a little bit of a break. And then we're going to do the show this year that we toured around called Big Boys. I find it shocking that a little boy from uh, Heidelberg has got all the way this. Heidelberg? It's one of his dream stories. Ben Mendelsohn's from Heidelberg, very famous what? actor. Oh, my God, I'm finding out so AC, much. ACDC drummer, I think, grew up in Baldwin. I mean, Banuel, oh, Banuel, I mean... <laughs> Daniel's the big, is like the overcompassing. Yeah, so there's lots of people from all across Melbourne who have made it. I'm sure of it. Kate Blanchett used to yeah, she was, go uh, to school in Q. Ivanhoe. Or oh, Ivanhoe? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ivanhoe. Or around that area somewhere. There's, there's, there's some yells coming outside, which might mean that either the studio is burning <laughs> down or the interview's wrapping up. Or the interview's wrapping up. Well, it's been a pleasure coming in a, and speaking to you. It's been an honour. And your Mambo t-shirt. Thank you. Very, I love my Very Mambo. cool. Um, it's an honour to finally meet the... Uh, the beast behind the man. Pleasure, Hamish. Thanks uh, for having me.